Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. So this is going to be a record for us, right, Ryan? It's going to be the fastest we've ever done another podcast. <laughs> we was it two weeks this time? I think it might have been two weeks. Pretty good. But pretty you know, good. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we dropped the the week off of our name of our podcast because we're never doing it. Yeah, week, it's so. it just lets us be a lot, much more spontaneous, <laughs> which is probably a good thing because yeah. yeah, it's we're not very good at that. Um, anyway, so this week we have a very special guest on the podcast. Um, his name is Sean Anderson, and he's actually the youth pastor at the church I go to and work at. So I get to work with him every day and make jokes and memes and, you know, things that youth pastors do. So anyway, welcome on the podcast. How's your day been? Uh, it's been good. i just been uh, relaxing around the house, trying to get some work done, and actually just in anticipating today <laughs> nice yeah sean's exact words were when i asked him if you want to be on the podcast he's like you don't want to be on the, you don't want me on your podcast I'm like, <laughs> oh yes i do that's the exact reason yeah. i want you on the podcast <laughs> yeah now that you said you don't want to be on it now you have to exactly so yeah no i think we're gonna just keep doing i like what we did last time of ryan you kind of just doing that little interview style with uh, our guests so why don't we just kick yeah. it off with that no, so people can get to know who uh, sean is if yeah. you don't know him no that's awesome first of all sean it's good to see you um good to see you too i we haven't talked a ton but i have you know known you for quite quite a while mm-hmm. um since you guys were little since kids. we were little kids <laughs> yeah um and i've admired you running youth group and how well it's been going from afar so i'm really excited to just i'm really excited to talk to you about this today um i didn't tell anyone i was going to do this but just a word of encouragement for you man um when i see the the, the group of kids that you have and like, especially like, there's a group of guys that remind us a lot of us of childhood and like that community. But in of, a better way. Yeah, they're much more spiritual and better than we were. But like, <laughs> when I see that group together and that community built around Jesus, like, and like you've had a big role in that in their lives, and like it's anyway, I just wanted to like, commend you for that. So it's really cool to, to start with that. Um, so we talked about your we talked about uh, youth group. So why don't you just first just tell us a little bit about you know how you got into your role as a youth pastor. Um, and yeah, we'll just start with that, and we'll see where the conversation takes us. <laughs> well, honestly, uh, the way that I got into youth group was that I started out as uh, an usher at our church, okay. and um, the previous uh, uh, youth director, Jeff Ross. Yeah, I mean, he's totally charismatic, lovable guy. You know, <laughs> always, you know, wanting to recruit people. Right. And I just, I just walked down there one day and I was just like, Hey, you know, I feel like the Lord's telling me that I should, I should come here and serve, you know, um, I can't serve on Sunday morning, but can I serve on Wednesday nights? You know? So I, I went to the, the, um, the rowdy night, (laughs) the rowdy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. You know, Mm -hmm. I loved it. And, you know, just, started started there and just loving on the loving on the kids you know and 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 serving and then um and then jeff he felt called to uh go to yfc downtown Mm -hmm. where he serves down there and uh does an awesome job Um, he's doing amazing work yeah down yeah downtown um i think i think that he's moving up here north though he's gonna uh, go back to skate church oh really yeah cool they're gonna start that back up again um, but after he left, uh, Drew Johnson, the executive pastor mm-hmm. at our church, he, uh, he took over and, um, one day he cornered me 
in a hall. As Drew and, does. <laughs> and he said, hey, bud, would you like to teach sometime? And instantly all the blood left my face. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I can't talk in front of people. Yeah. You know, that's that's scary to me. Um, and so I said, sure, you know, because it was like a Holy Spirit thing, like mm-hmm. where the words come out of your mouth before you can even, you know, know what you're saying and you want to take them back. you're going to say this. (laughs) But it's too late, you know? You say it and then you're like, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, 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 come back, come back. You know, so I I did. And then, I mean, uh, the youth leaders can attest to this. Um, When I started teaching, um, my computer crashed. <laughs> my first message, my computer crashed. You guys need a better tech guy at church. Amen <laughs> that, dude. That's a hack. But it's me, by the way. If anyone was wondering, I'm not making fun of some random person that I work with. It's me. <laughs> but I, uh, I had cotton mouth, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And everybody in the room was staring at me, right. and I'm just like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I look out to the to the leaders and uh, Quentin, who's a who's a high school leader. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just like, bro, I can't do this. I I just I just gotta stop. Like right in the middle of the message, I'm just like, I just need to walk away. I just need to be done. You know? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a pastor uh, doing that? Like if Ken was just like, oh, you know what? Yeah. I can't handle <laughs> I'm this. A, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just out. done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Right. But the cool thing was, was uh, Quentin, he, he, uh, he was like, you got this, bro. We love you, you know? And it was that instant, that church loving on one another. And it, and I was like, you're right. You know, it's like, I'm not here to preach the perfect sermon. I'm here to just be with the body and like love these people that I'm teaching to, you know? And did the nervousness stop after that day? No. <laughs> I get nervous every time I teach, mm-hmm. right? But <clears throat> if, you know, a few years later, uh, you know, position opened up for me to come on staff and uh, became the youth, youth director. Yeah. You know, um, I had been doing the camps. The yes. summer and winter camps, which you came to. I did come to, and it uh, was, it was a quite the adventure. Yeah. Like I said, it's it, it super awesome. It was awesome. It was amazing. But... I would love for you to come back. Josh is going to come, too. Yeah, well, no. of course Josh is going to come. Of course, but... uh, no, we'll, I, I, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, It'll be great. And, it's, and the cool thing is, is it, uh, it's at Bear Paw mm-hmm. this time up here on Ponderay River, so it's, it's only like a an hour and a half away so it's like quick drive so yeah. you could just come up for the day you know recruit yeah. that'd be awesome mm-hmm. but um yeah i guess that's how i got started yeah <laughs> no that's that's awesome and it's funny how it's funny how that happens right where like god puts you in a situation and you're just not ready for it but it's like every story like that i mean josh is with the same way right we're like yep. he's like no i'm not i'm not ready for this and god's like well i am so, so like so here we know, go so here we go that's that, <laughs> what that's that's awesome man and um so how long how long have you been as the youth director or youth pastor now uh it's been about two years that i've been on staff now okay cool yeah and so oh, you so you recently just got ordained Yes, is a pastor. So yeah. So like, how did how so did technically it hasn't even stuck yet? 
<laughs> but like th- that moment, I'm 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 assuming that like there's a there's a lot of like that that has to mean a lot to you, right? Like to talk about what that means to be like to be ordained as a pastor. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, okay. I'll just give you a little bit of my testimony, condensed version. Yes. Um, or the whole thing. We have time. <laughs> I grew up out in the valley, out in Green Acres. Okay. And uh, had an awesome family. Um, my mom, you know, taught me the gospel when I was young. Mm-hmm. She was a strong believer. Um, but we didn't go to church, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then when I was 13, my mom got uh, leukemia. Mm. And... Uh, she passed away and that was really hard for me because I was still a kid, you know, sure. and just, you know, learning who I was. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, he got remarried pretty soon after that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I spiraled down into darkness, yeah. you know, into drugs. I was doing drugs at 13, smoking, all that yeah. junk, you know, and, and, uh, got really heavy into punk rock, you yeah, know, yes. cause it was the rebelliousness <laughs> and the anarchy and all that. And it's like, I don't have to listen to you. I can do whatever I want, you know? <laughs> Punk rock's the best. Yeah. And it just fueled my anger and my hatred, right? And I was just I was just super angry. And it, and it got to a point where um, my dad actually, he uh, kicked me out of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I was 17. And I just want to say, you know, it was the best thing that he could have ever done. Sure. Because uh, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you can realize you know, and I was, I was homeless and I was just, you know, I was, I was living in crack houses and doing drugs and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if this is appropriate for this. Podcast. No, no, let it, let it, it's, let it go. You're, you're good, <laughs> you Seriously. It's not theology in the raw, but it's still pretty raw. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I met my, my wife in a mm-hmm. uh, senior year in high school. Okay. And we started dating then. And then we moved in together after high school, uh, got married at 21, fast track to divorce. Like we were going to get a divorce because mm-hmm. we were not believers and we we're in the drug world and craziness. Um, but she had been going to Calvary since she was little. She wasn't a believer yet. She wasn't born again. She hadn't received Christ, right? But she had gone to church and, you know, had that kind of soft heart place in her heart yeah. for god and and god you know, in the church and that can yeah. community so to speak yeah and she you know she was like well you know christianity is the way and i would i would always make fun of her i'd be like well if christianity is the way then why is there so many other ways yeah and we would get in these huge fights and um i'd make her cry like i felt like it was a, a badge of honor to make her cry because i was so angry with god at that time yeah. you know I'd, i didn't want to have anything to do with it mm-hmm. at all um but she said, you know, um, you know, because the girl always usually wins out in the argument. She said, "Always, yes, yeah, very much so." Um, if you don't believe like I do, then we can't date. So you need to come to church with me. <laughs> and I was the ultimatum yes. is presented. Yeah. Yes. So I was super angry about that. Yeah. You know, um, very, you know, because I very dark. Mm-hmm. I was I was living very dark. I would say that I was possessed by the evil one sure. at that point. Um, 
And when we would go to church and they would play worship, I'd get super angry. Or, you know, when she'd want me to go and pray, I'd get super angry. Um, but I, I'd just go there high, right? Sitting there and the message would go in one ear and it'd go out the yeah. other. And I'd be like, I did my deed. I can keep my girlfriend. Let's go home, yeah. right? Um, and then uh, one, one day... Uh, Pastor Ken, he was out of out of the country at Russia, mm-hmm. you know, doing a mission trip, and uh, Steve Winery from uh, Calvary Tri Cities yeah. came up, and he's very evangelistic. Sure, you know, yeah. he gives altar calls at the end of his <laughs> right. no, messages, awesome. right? And uh, laid it out, you know, you are a sinner, and your sin will lead you to hell, and right. you, you know, you need to repent. Otherwise, you know, you will be judged. And and that day, he said, you know, Jesus says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. Right? So he does this thing where it's like, okay, pray this prayer with me. Now, if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus, now I want you to stand up. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, I'm standing up in front of all these people at this church, right? This is scary. And they probably hate me because I'm so I'm so dirty, right, at that time, yeah. right? Didn't know um, that we're all broken, you know? Facts. Oh, my goodness. Um, but the thing is, is that day, my wife and I, we gave our lives to the Lord, went home, broke all of our paraphernalia, threw it all out, right? And uh, started coming to church and started learning, started growing, yeah. started living for him, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, yeah, that's 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 my testimony. Yeah, I, I that was that was a long story, but I can't remember. I, I said I was going to group my testimony with what was I? Oh, we were with? just like the how meaningful it must have been to be ordained is where I was. Oh, was yes. Yeah. OK, yeah. thank you. I have you guys to. Get me back on track. That's what we're here for, man. Um, so after I gave my life to the Lord, I was like, yo, Pastor Ken is my hero. <laughs> I want to be like him when I grow up, right? Yeah. Because he's an amazing teacher, yeah. you oh, know, yeah, and I love, I love the way that Calvary teaches verse by verse and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Bible college, okay? right? And yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a pastor. Yeah. Right? And um, went to uh, Calvary Bible college out in Idaho when they had one. Oh at, yeah. Uh, Bob Davis's yep. church. Okay. Yeah. And, and went and did a couple uh, years there, but the Lord was telling me that I needed to tend to my family yeah. at that time, but I was wanting to do it my way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm oh like, yeah. If I go to school and I get this degree, then I'm going to be a pastor and I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it really hurt my marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. We, you know, I was, my, my boys were just born. I have twin sons, sons yeah. Noah and Lucas. Um, and they were babies at that time. And my wife was trying to take care of them, you know, by herself. And it really just, it, it really wrecked our marriage. And I had to just like pull out of college and get mm-hmm. my head straight and be like, your marriage is your first ministry. Yeah. Right. Mm. So then I just, I put that 
That's Hope. something we might be able to talk about later. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that might, may or may not have been the, a, um, the the genesis for this that's, podcast. That's a hundred percent why we started this podcast. Actually, <laughs> yeah. That's that's anyway. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And it's like I after realizing that I just I had to put that because because God was putting a a call on my heart mm-hmm. and He's putting a hope, but He's saying not yet. Sure. Mm. Which is not, it was just, no one wants to hear that when they're praying, when they're right. praying or talking to God. Not yet. You're like, whoa, but why? It's right. Well, yeah. I got and you. you can fill your head with knowledge, mm-hmm. but knowledge puffs mm-hmm. up, but love builds up. Right. And I needed to learn through trial and experience in life to ha- actually be able to, ha- how to walk after him. God Ooh. is not um, somebody you can put in a box and you learn like by a pattern, you go through the word and it's just like, oh, okay, you know, A plus B equals C. Okay, I know God now. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to be a pastor, right? Yeah. So God was just like, put that on hold. But it was years and years and years of prayer. But he told me, he's like, you know, this is going to happen. You just have to wait. You have to trust on me. And so, um, yeah. I, I was working at Arby's <laughs> for 13 years, you know, just yeah. like, Lord, when? Lord, when? Yeah. Felt like, you know, Abraham when he was waiting for his son, <laughs> you know, you say you're going to make me yeah. this yeah. father of all nations, but I don't see it, you know? And then yeah. it was like, I just, you know, yeah. Man. What I guess a, I'll end it right there. <laughs> geez, no, what a cool story, man. That's awesome. Um I guess just talking about like your ministry with your, with your youth kids and stuff. Like, w- what is something that like what is it your youth kids are looking looking for? Like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe either from youth group and then you know from youth group and then like what is some what are the things that like the, their generation is struggling with that might be different from our generation? Well, I I honestly I think that there's certain things that every generation struggles with. Right. Sure. Oh yeah. You know like sexuality yes you know i just think that it's gotten magnified in the last couple years yeah you know of of the expression social media yeah and just i think that everyone deals with identity Mm -hmm. you know who am i you know right like that that's like a normal thing to try to figure out Mm -hmm. at a young age yeah absolutely right and and honestly, that's that's what's going on in the culture right now. Is um, I can identify as what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my uh, that's who I am, right? Um, and I think that's a lot of the reason why when we get into those discussions that there's arguments is because we don't see that um, when we when we speak the truth, we need to speak it in love because. Um, that person's identity is wrapped up in that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, not that we, we don't go to that uncomfortable area. Sure. Right. Like you, you know, you can't, you can't necessarily affirm it, but you can be loving in the way you bring mm-hmm. up the conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, this generation is looking for answers they're looking for answers because I don't know about you guys, but you look around and you feel like everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Like everybody's crazy. (laughs) Including myself. (laughs) Yes. Like where has the world gone in the last two years? Mm -hmm. It just, it felt 
so much different two years ago, right? But <clears throat> I think that, you know, um, as I, I don't really like to use the, the titles of the, the generations because sometimes it... No, yeah, know, that's... It, well, I mean, it's not ubiquitous, you know? Yeah. I mean... I don't even know if I used the right word for that, but uh, close enough. Yeah, sounds right. It sounds pastoral. It does. That's the important part. <laughs> hey, I okay. I, I told want, you I you wanna... got to level out the comedy <laughs> yes. so it doesn't feel like a comedy yes. show, but it's still yes. funny. I want I want to uh, say a disclaimer. Okay, so you guys <laughs> you guys always have a disclaimer like, hey, we're you know just so you guys know we're not pastors, so we're it's not true. liable for what it's we say. Scary. We're just. <laughs> But the thing is, it's okay. a cheap cop out. I'll be honest. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. You guys, you guys are Bereans. I'll say that. You guys, you guys study the scripture and code I, of the day. I want to give a a, a a disclaimer. Just because someone has the title of pastor does not mean they know what they're talking about. Because you can get ordained by the mail these days, <laughs> right? That's so true. Well, so <laughs> what was it? There's a quote I heard a couple months ago that said um, he was talking about how one of the first projects he has his students do is um, it's a, like a theology class. Right. And um, the first project he has his students do is um, go do research and find people that um, think the Holocaust didn't happen. And the students are horrified to find that there's a lot of people with letters behind their name that are really stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just, just goes to stand. Yeah. Not, not to say that you're stupid. We don't no, no, that. no. That's, that wasn't where I was going with that. But the, the but your point stands. <laughs> uh, and we're off the rails. Uh, and yeah. there it is. And now we're just in the swing of it. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of rabbit trails. Fantastic. We're good best, at those. That's the best part. Yeah. So where were we? What were we oh, talking geez. about? I don't, we were just talking about. You're, oh, you're, what they, okay. What they're dealing with. What they're dealing with. What do you see? And yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that, and, and it's weird, okay, so I, th I think that any person teaching deals with the insecurity of, are the people actually listening? Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Are they actually, like, getting anything out of what I'm saying? Is mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit actually anointing it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we have that thought every time we record a podcast. Are we just right. <laughs> bags of hot air that no one listens to? <laughs> All they, seven people that listen Yeah, to right, us. exactly. <laughs> But hey, there's people listening in Germany. Apparently, <laughs> right? All around the world, the must Lord's be a VPN. It. But I think that you know, it's it's been really surprising to me because some of the, some of the time when I'm teaching things to these kids, they're they're hungry for the truth. Mm. They're hungry to know, you know, what the Bible actually says. Mm -hmm about all these cultural issues yeah oh, i think it, the, the the thing i heard someone say is that they they, they are the epitome of uh pilot's comment to jesus what is truth mm -hmm. like so what like what, what 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 are you talking about like it's it's not just because you can find quote truth all over the internet mm -hmm. but what is the truth that actually like is actually impactful right like that's what they're looking they want something that actually makes a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like, you know, we can look at what the culture is doing right now, look at the scene and be like, oh, the gospel, you know, nobody's going to listen to the gospel. Mm -hmm. We don't need to defend the gospel. We just need to unleash it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that. It's like, okay, you, when you're preaching, when you're teaching, okay, mm-hmm. you need to have this in your mind. Everyone was created with a God-shaped hole in their heart. Mm-hmm. And they were created to worship Jesus. They just don't know it. Sure, yeah. They're looking for that the love of Jesus. They mm-hmm. just, maybe they're looking somewhere else, right? Yes. But if you can, if you show it to them, maybe the maybe they'll go, oh, like mm-hmm. yeah. And Jesus, he said something he really interesting. He said, "The very words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are truth." Mm-hmm. Right. So even just quoting the word itself, there's power in the word, right? Yeah. It's the double edged sword. So when you know, these kids that are coming in that are dealing with, you know, like I, there's, there's people that are, that identify that have come in Sunday sure. mornings, mm-hmm. you know, with the LGBTQ community and, yeah. and all that. And I'll, and I'll be doing Q and A's and, yeah. and there'll be questions about yeah. like, so why is the LGBTQ community wrong? And like, people were wondering, you know, and it's like, you gotta, you gotta answer, um, shrewdly like like the lord yeah oh yeah you know uh almost like a uh give to caesar what is caesar give to the lord what's the lord's yeah. right because you it's it's hard you know you don't want to you don't want to destroy these kids you want you mm-hmm. want to just point them to jesus yeah well and that's like what you talked about where it's like you know you can't be you can't necessarily be like yeah what you're doing is right but like you obviously you can go about it in a way that's loving mm-hmm. where like they see like okay mm-hmm. well this even if they don't agree with me this person care this person still cares about me and it sounds like you're running that balance pretty well so well it's okay I, i've been i've been trying to study deconstructionism yes. more often one of, one of my favorite topics because i hear mark talk about it a lot and it's honestly over my head but i'm starting to get it a little bit more and more because mm-hmm. it's a broad subject because well, it can be anything i mean it, right you can you can deconstruct anything and you can deconstruct the bible against whatever you want like that's mm-hmm. the scary part about deconstruction right so yeah right and um i'm learning more and more that uh you know deconstruction uh, it can either end up in in atheism, yes, or typical. it can you know it's like if you don't you call yourself an ex evangelical, right? Like yeah. like I right. like I'm I'm I don't want to associate myself with the evangelicals anymore because yeah. they're you know yeah they've done so much harm, um, and I might be treading on you know, dangerous ground here. I'm just, I'm just trying to, it it can, it can also, uh, end up in, in, I learned this term from a podcast, therapeutic, moralistic deism. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes. Right. Where it's all about, you know, the, the 11th commandment of being nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) No, deconstruction is crazy, man. Right. Because like, at least from my like ultimately deconstruction and what i would say is like in like in a biblical way is like you take what the culture what your culture gives you mm-hmm. and you put the bible up to that mm-hmm. and then you decide like yeah. okay and then things that you've learned that you're like okay that doesn't quite check out with what i'm reading mm-hmm. in the bible you deconstruct those into and trying to get closer to jesus whereas like there's the other version where you take the you take 
the Bible and you take a world like a world value that's like that's like that's culturally relevant and you're like, well, this is actually better. And you mm -hmm. use the culture yes. to deconstruct your biblical thing. Mm -hmm. And it that's where it gets really dangerous, right? right? Because you go from you you start pulling these things away from the Bible and it's really easy. Me and Mark talked about this a ton of times where it's mm -hmm. really easy. Like if if you're struggling with like a certain part of something that you, like your church or your community gives you, mm -hmm. you can go online and then you can find anything you want that will agree with you. Oh yeah, right, hundred percent. Well, it's it's my it's my passion for my passion word, which is uh, echo chambers, which both of you have heard many times. Mm -hmm. Me say many times, oh, but yeah. I heard today um, a guy say that I th I thought it was so. It, it's so perfect because I, I, and I understand it's harsh and well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> but he said, echo chambers create ignorance mm. because you're never willing to listen to anything outside of what you, what you want realistically. Mm -hmm. That that's the biggest thing with um, the internet and the age of social media and things like that is you can find just, just like the example I told, I shared of the guy, the professor who has his students go look up and find people who don't think the Holocaust happened. Mm -hmm. You can find people who oh, yeah. agree with basically anything. You can mm -hmm. find that community that supports what you think. Mm -hmm. It's that echo chamber. It's, it's all it really is is you're you're being coddled into what you what you what feels good to you, right? And like, and then think about like the context of the, of the last year where like most people are stuck inside with no like community whatsoever except for what you hear online yeah, and, and if you you've ever seen the youtube algorithm do its magic um <laughs> it can do some pretty wild things right but but you're you're literally you're watching a screen you're you know and you're learning online and you don't have your you can't go to church because you're like everything everything was kind of shut down so you don't mm -hmm. have your community and it's really easy it's really easy to get sucked down that trail when you don't have like a body of people that's going to check you mm -hmm. when you start going that yes. way right yeah you you start to become discipled by the culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're all being discipled. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is the thing, and I'm not in youth, but I, I, I know enough of them, mm -hmm. um, where I think the biggest desire for them is they want to be discipled. Right. Um, and it's funny because there was a quote I heard uh, or I read from Dallas Willard. He said, you'll find few scholars or leaders in Christian circles who deny that we are supposed to make disciples or apprentices to Jesus and teach them to do the things Jesus said. There are a few here and there, but they are at least not widely influential, thankfully. Jesus's interactions on this matter, after all, are starkly clear. We don't just, we just don't do what he said. We don't seriously attempt it many times, and apparently we don't know how to do it. You only have to look honestly at our official activities in the churches to see this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the thing that intrigues me is what COVID really does is, did is it made, well, basically forced churches to try something new that they most of them had never tried. Mm -hmm. But it, what it did is it revealed, and this is something that I'm I'm kind of wrestling with still, and I've talked to you, Sean, about it, and I think I've talked to you, Ryan, about it, and talked to our worship pastor too, is like, I I'm beginning to more and more struggle with the idea of the Sunday-centric, sermon-centric church mm -hmm. because while the sermon is exponentially important, you can't be discipled necessarily by that as, as you need to be in this culture because you are being discipled every other second of the day through social media, through YouTube, through Facebook, whatever it mm -hmm. is. You need that one-on-one -on -one discipleship or the one-on-few discipleship, as I've heard it put. And it's just so, it's so important. And it's, I think that's the thing that, I mean, I long for, for mm -hmm. my own personal walk, but I also long for, for like the youth of like, 
they need that discipleship to not only be able to bring their own questions in, but to be challenged by leaders who know the word. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, that's great. I understand that that looks really cool to you, but what's the Bible say about it? Mm-hmm. Like going back to the Bible is the ultimate truth. Right. Uh, Ryan and I were talking about it. And like, for me, I have too many past felt experiences of God coming through and doing things in my life mm-hmm. for me to deny that he's real. I, mm-hmm. I, it's just not possible right. for me, um, for me to deny that the Bible is his word. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's, okay, the Bible is the ultimate word of truth. Maybe certain things I was taught growing up, maybe certain things I've absorbed growing up, maybe they weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's the things I deconstruct. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the word of God is like, it's true. And I think that's the thing that's so cool to me about that younger generation is they want, they want truth that changes things. Mm-hmm. And their BS meter is really sensitive. Right. They don't, they, don't, they don't care about cool. We think that they care about cool, and we try and make it cool because we're like, they're going to like it because they like TikTok and all this stupid stuff, <laughs> right? But I like TikTok. Right. <laughs> but it's like it's church great. has to become it's TikTok, and it's right. just like, but that yeah. doesn't work. No. Um, so I don't know, man. Like That's that's something really cool to me that um, you guys have been able to do through the youth and be able to see them grow in their walk. It's been really cool. What are you teaching on right now? Um, currently in uh, high school, I'm teaching through the book of Romans. Ooh, okay. And, um, it didn't dawn on me when I started it, why the Lord wanted me to teach it. Yeah. Um, at first I just wanted to teach it cause it's so meaty, mm-hmm. you sure. know? Yeah. I mean, theologically, uh, it's been called the gospel according to grace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Paul's version of the gospel basically mm-hmm. um it's it uh lays out the gospel better doctrinally than any other book yeah um it's been said that if you teach it revival will break out so i'm like yes revival come on let's do right. this right that not sounds, that we yeah, control right. it yeah. you know that but sounds, i'm just that like that sounds awesome though right? yeah I mean, yeah but i love it and especially the 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 biggest reason when i when i first started teaching it was romans chapter eight I was literally going to talk about this on the podcast. That's amazing. But That's anyway, my favorite chapter. It's my favorite chapter too. Oh my you goodness! Know? Yeah, life in the spirit. It's what makes the difference. It's, it's like the ultimate, like one of the few chap. Not not one of the few, but like it's so. Chapter eight is so important for like your spirit, like your spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. I mean, I think it's Colossians like two through four, the Sermon on the Mount's that way. But like Romans eight is like one of the mm-hmm. past passages. Anyway, continue. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are children of God. I, so, but as I started teaching it more, I started to realize, okay, so who is Paul reading, writing this to? He's writing it to a, a, a church that he never went to yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's writing it to a culture that is as immoral and screwed up and messed yeah. up as ours. Yep. Right? Okay. So what did Jesus say when he gave the great commission to the to the apostles? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, go unto all the earth, right? Yeah. Preaching the gospel to every creation, baptizing them. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're going to start in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to go to Samaria. Mm-hmm. And then the ends of the earth. Yeah. Right? So the gospel started out Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. 
like going into synagogues. That's what yeah. Paul did. He would he would go straight into a synagogue and teach, and they had common ground. It's like, hey, you believe in Yahweh? Guess who Jesus is? <laughs> right. Surprise. Right? Now, <clears throat> Paul's rolling up into the places like Areopagus, and he's just like, hey, I saw all these statues to all these gods. Um, I want to talk to you about the one God that says the unknown God. Mm-hmm. Right? Trying to find common ground there. Right. And I believe that our culture has gotten to that place. Like, we used to be a Christian nation. It used to be that this was Jerusalem, and you could not—I'm not saying spiritually. I'm not going down yeah, that no, theology. We I, I, are not the not, new Jews. We're not. Okay. Going, yeah, we don't. I don't. Go it's not replacement theology. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but basically, I 100 agree. But yeah, right. anyway, it's like this is ground zero. Yeah. Kind of. You know. It's like, hey, you can. If if this is, you know, pe- most people would say, hey, I'm a Christian. You know, I believe that Jesus is the yeah. Son of God, and you know that yeah. He died for my sins. Now it's like past that post-Christian mm-hmm. to where it's just like, like it's funny. There's like not even a name for it. It's just they're just out there, right? Right. So I believe that the Book of Romans really it just it speaks to our time now, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. we're not in Jerusalem anymore, guys, and we're speaking to a culture that does not know Jesus. But the gospel is still unchained, and it's still powerful, and it will still save hearts. Mm-hmm. And we need to we need to just preach it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I do. That's, that's what I'm doing in high school. Okay, that's that's amazing. Um, on Sundays, I I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're junior hires. You kind of have to be. <laughs> I started out. I started out doing a a uh, a, a series called Harvesting the Word. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching them how to do the inductive Bible study, taking a taking a scripture, mm-hmm. right? And there's a method that you take so that you can know how it's it, so you can know how to interpret it. Oh, wow, yeah. that's cool! Inductive Bible study, you know, because anybody could read a passage and be like, "Oh, this means that the Martians are coming," <laughs> right? Wait, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then I, I did that, and then I was like, ah, you know. I think that the Lord wants me to do, you know, uh, first John, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I started getting into planning camps and doing the young adults ministry. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like, there was a lot, you know? So one Sunday I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to cut up a bunch of pieces of paper and I'm going to give a bunch of kids pens. Yeah. I'm going to be like, Hey, why don't you write down any question you have of the Bible? Or questions you've heard in middle school, yeah, or things that your friends have said, mm-hmm. and you want to know how the Bible answers it. Wow, and and that's scary because yeah, you're giving a, them ammunition. Yeah, you're yeah you're bringing on quite that's a that's a big project. Holy mm-hmm. smokes! But it becomes you become transparent with them. Yeah, you know, and you show them that you know the Bible does want to speak to what you're going through. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. And so I've been going through that, and now I'm realizing that that's actually where I should be right now, because we're going to be doing a middle school camp here in, in uh, end of July, and it's called Clarity. And it's we live in a world that's dark and confusing, mm-hmm. and it can become clear through the light of God's will. And so these questions that we're answering is is 
it's speaking to that. Like, how does God speak into the issues of your life? Mm. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Wow. So I guess, I guess, Sean, one more question about your ministry that I think is, you know, we kind of, we asked Josh about this as he's starting his ministry. Like what's, what's something, and you, you know, you can do one or two things or five or whatever God puts in your heart, but like, what are some things that going through ministry, like God's taught you? Like what's one of the more most important things God's taught you through it? Well, the biggest thing that he's taught me is actually the exact same answer that Josh gave. <laughs> Perfect. It's not about me. Yeah. It's not about mm. me. I've, I, you know, and honestly that, you know, when, when I got ordained, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sean is a Sounds pastor. so <laughs> funny. People call me that all the time and I'm just like, ah. Bro, people, dude, people are calling you Pastor Sean for forever before you <laughs> I got know, ordained. It's I fine. know. But when Ken was talking, he said, you know, he's like, there's certain things that you have to remember. And one of them is, it's not about you. And I have to learn that, that every week over and over and over again. Um, and one of the biggest ways that I've learned that is <clears throat> you can really take it upon your own identity that if there's not as many people coming that week, mm. Like one week, oh, dude, it's blasting out the doors and everybody's listening. The worship yeah. was so good, dude. God's moving. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, there's only like 15 people there and like you're fumbling through your message and, you know, it's just not, it's not good. And you're just like, why, Lord? I thought, I thought you're here. Did you leave me? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like, he didn't leave. You know, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about, it's about who that work that night who he wanted to bring mm -hmm. who wanted to hear that you be faithful with the, what he's put in your hand yeah if you're faithful with little you'll be faithful with mm -hmm. much i think that's interesting because we usually use that as a way to like tell ourselves we'll get more mm -hmm. that's not what it's about at all no it's mm -hmm. you be faithful yep. with little and you be faithful with much to the extent that you're faithful with little you will be faithful with much mm -hmm. not that you're guaranteed more the end goal is faithfulness, mm -hmm. <laughs> being faithful to the Lord because he's faithful to us. Yeah. Amen to that. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's what God has taught me through ministry, getting beat up. Mm. <laughs> For sure. No, that, that's awesome, man. It's all, it is cool to see that, like, going through that, people that have, like, a shared experience in ministry, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Um, that the self, I don't know. It's just cool to see, like, you know, God working through people like that. So that's yeah. awesome, man. Appreciate you opening up for us and. I really enjoyed this conversation. We'll yeah. have to do it again. I For appreciate sure. appreciate you guys. Oh. So. That's super awesome. Yeah. Sean, you gave, us, you gave us a ton of stuff there. That was awesome. I know. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I actually I'm want, rambling. You know, no, 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 no. That's, you know, I think we're going to do something that we haven't ever done before. I'm gonna We're going to turn this into a two-part podcast. Oh, because yeah. Because this part is so, <clears throat> this part's so cool to me of, like, being able to hear, because it, Growing up, like you never really got to hear almost like a, for lack of a better term, an uncut or an, a lack of a better term, an unfiltered just conversation with a pastor, right? Yeah. Like it was usually it's like rare. you sit and listen to them teach the Bible or whatever. You, and you just kind of go from there. Um, so what I actually want to do is I want to close this out. And then we're actually going to create another podcast of us just kind of discussing the different things God's been doing us our, this last lives. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so... We're going to close out this podcast and okay. then uh, check back in a couple of days and we'll have another one up with us just kind of talking about the things going on. Cool. So, Sean, you want to pray us out really quick? Sure, I'd love to. Heavenly Father, thank you so much 
um, Lord, that uh, where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst. We just praise you for your presence here. Um, we thank you for these issues, these hard issues that we're talking about, Lord, that uh, you care about them. And um, hopefully, you know, anybody that's listening, that's dealing with these these things of identity or, mm. or you know, just de- deconstructing their faith, like the church has hurt them, Lord. And they're just they're just wondering, you know, who they are now. Mm-hmm. Lord, we just pray for their heart. Lord, we we love them. We just we want them to come back to the flock, Lord. We just we pray that you would speak to those issues that they're that they're wondering about, Lord. Um, and just draw them unto yourself. Lord, um, I just thank you for my buddies here, Lord, that mm-hmm. they love you and that they're doing this good work and, and uh, desire to just dig into the word. I pray more and more you'd, your hand would be with them and that you'd bless them, Lord. And and uh, just pray you fill us with your spirit and bless the rest of the night. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys. Well, we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, make sure to check back in a little bit, and we'll have another one up with us just kind of talking about what's going on in our lives. But uh, we'll see you then. Yep. Peace out. Yep, see you.